We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And this game, this victory, which would be the first playoff victory in eight years... This moment is as much for the fans and their unwavering loyalty as it is for the players and the coaches and the organization. The series is tied at one game apiece. Knicks get their first playoff victory in eight years. That's what I'm fucking talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That was not that loud. It wasn't that loud. I can't believe now I set the alarm off. After all of the yelling and the screaming and the insanity. Um, never a doubt. Absolutely never a doubt in my mind. None. No doubt. No doubt in my mind whatsoever that they were going to take that game. Of course. Of course, of course, of course. It would not be, it would not be the 2021 New York Knicks without putting themselves into an absolute fucking corner. Surrounded. Everybody, everybody was like, here's the other shoe. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for 72, 73 games for the other shoe to drop. Here's the shoe. The shoe has dropped. The shoe is on the ground. And then, and then life. Life. This is a series now. Obviously, this is a series. As, as, as usual, I'm sweating like a farm animal. 
Oh my God, there's so much to talk about and there's so much to digest from this game and we are going to go through all of it. Um, before I say anything about the change that Tom Thibodeau made at halftime, before I say anything about um, Reggie Bullock, who absolutely they don't win this game without Reggie Bullock. Before I say anything about Nate McMillan's coaching decision to wait to bring Trey Young and Bogdan Bogdanovich off the bench. Um, before I say anything about Julius Randle rising from the grave to become the player that he has been all year. Before I say anything about Obi Toppin. Obi Toppining and being the guy we thought we drafted at eight. Before I say anything about any of that, this game goes out to three men. Derek Rose, Taj Gibson, and Tom fucking Thibodeau. Derek Rose and Taj Gibson Without question, with all due respect to the threes that Reggie Bullock hit and the defense that he played on Trey Young, he's gonna he's close. He's third. With all due respect to that, with all due respect to the pop that Obi gave him, the two best players in this game, and I'm not sure it's close, are the two fucking guys who are here only because Tom Thibodeau is here. And listen, we're gonna talk about Tibbs and we're gonna talk about his decision. That waited until halftime for, you know, to be made. And God bless him for making it. Finally, better late than never. But the man adjusted at halftime. He came out with his two guys that he trusted. And more importantly, he adjusted the game plan ever so slightly on how they were guarding the high pick and roll. And I think if you're looking at why they won this game, I think you got to start with Taj keeping him in it in the first half. He was by far the best player in the, in the first half of the game. Derek Rose, just his whole game, um, and absolutely 1,000% Tibbs' adjustment at halftime. Tibbs' adjustment at halftime to be like, all right, we are not letting these motherfuckers get everything they want anymore. Now, did the Hawks miss a lot of threes? Yes, the Hawks missed a lot of threes. If some of those had gone down, might this have been a different game? Yes, this might have been a different game. It wasn't. This is the gamble that they've been making all year. This is the gamble they've been making all year. And that's why the Knicks ended up fourth ranked in defense because they said, look, we're going to give guys, we're going to give guys looks, but they're going to feel the heat to quote, you know, everybody's favorite rewatchable. When you feel the heat coming around the corner, the Hawks felt the heat coming around the corner and they reacted in the way that they did. And it was not great. And the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks, my Knicks, our Knicks. <sighs> Let's get to the super chat. And then we're going to get to Tibbs. Which Selma tell us with the first comment in the super chat. Some of y'all need to apologize to Obi Toppin. Some of y'all motherfuckers need to apologize to Obi Toppin. I'm sorry. Whipsell didn't say the motherfuckers. I'm going to add the motherfuckers. Some of y'all motherfuckers need to apologize to that man. Just getting started. All he needed was an opportunity. Big game player. Stevens Guillaume, what a win! First playoff W in eight years. I hope this game ends the Peyton experiment. We're going to talk about the Peyton experiment in a while. In a while, the, the Peyton experiment is like, um, what's the best thing to compare the Peyton experiment to? Um, God, 
I, I don't even like it's like Dr. Frankenstein's monster. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's just we, we I don't want to talk. I if I never have to mention enough for Payton's name again, I'm gonna be the happiest guy alive. Robert Cross. Tonight's chicken colored is dedicated to Obi Toppin to bring down the Mecca. Seth! Seth, without even a comment, he just posted in the super chat a dancing giant blob creature. Thank you, Seth. You're the man. Thank you for your generous contribution. I love you. I love everybody. You dunk now 2G. So happy for Obi getting those chants. I mean, we're, listen, I'm going to spend a few minutes on Obi Toppin, but the super chat is alive with Obi love, and I love it. Um, prototype NC. Obi is getting comfortable in the playoffs. Who could have seen that coming? You know what? Actually, truth be told, anyone who watched him at Dayton, because Dayton, listen, I've made fun of the fact that uh, this ain't, you're not playing Richmond and fucking Fordham anymore. This is the NBA. This is the big boys. I get that. But, but the national spotlight was absolutely on Dayton all of the season that Obi was a senior. He had the spotlight on him from day one, and he never, ever, ever once let that spotlight get to him. Never let the spotlight get to him. And so we know that he's a big game player. He just needed the opportunity to play in big games and to have the chance to shine. And he did. God bless him. Leon C., the sheer joy on the face of Obi Toppin when he made the dunk set at all. We're still due for a Randall explosion. Let's go to Atlanta and get these wins. Uh, One game at a time. You know where I'm going with this. One game at a time. I'll sign for one in Atlanta right now. As far as which one I'm going to sign for, we'll get there. Um, Joe DeSanto, over the moon excited about this team and the future of this organization. Let's just, for for a second here, I'm going to take a sip. This was an organizational gut check. Let me say that again. It was an organizational gut check. Down 15 in a game. You like we we don't have to talk about it for too long because they won the game. But if they lost this game in the way that it looked like they were gonna lose this game, and they went down to fucking Atlanta and got swept out of these playoffs, all the good juju would have been boiled down to ah, eh, you know, those Knicks, they were a fun story. But what are they really other than a team that plays really hard for Tom Thibodeau? Because that's what Tom Thibodeau does. I think this was massive. I think this was massive because this showed, this showed the grit that this organization has and the grit that this roster has built up for themselves as a commodity. Forget Julius Randle jumpers. Forget Derrick Rose runners. Forget Emmanuel quickly threes. Forget all of that shit. The best commodity that the Knicks have in 2020-21 season is grit. They own it. They live it. They are it every time they walk on the court. And they showed it tonight. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And we should be excited about the future of this organization. Um, ah. I'm a little hyped up today. Can you tell me I'm a little hyped up? Well, a little, uh, you know, chicken color time. Harry Donert, always a pleasure. Thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. John Reynolds, what the fuck? How did that just happen? It happened because I, I believe the defensive adjustment was huge. It happened because Julius Randle hit a couple threes. It happened because Reggie Bullock hit a couple threes. And it happened because Obi Toppin gave the team a spark of life. 
Um, but it would, again, would not have been in a position to happen without Taj Gibson in the first half. Um, it happened with grit. It happened with grit. Um, Seth Wolchuk, thank, thank you, Seth Wolchuk. Thank you. I don't know what that guy is. He's like a little pear. We love it. Kyle Smith, my goodness. Kyle Smith, the generosity of the Super Chat and the generosity of Nick fans who are watching all over the globe. My man Vic, I know he's watching. My man Vic, I know he's watching in Kenya. As he set up his hotel on the um, on the east coast of, of, of Kenya, of Africa, um, all over the world. Kyle Smith, Macri, the garden crowd was so polite tonight to Trey Young that they didn't scream, fuck you, Trey. They screamed, fuck you, Trey, you ugly son of a bitch. Let's go, Knicks. Love your work. Keep it up. Thank you. Here's the thing about Trey Young. He's not a handsome man. Just, just shave it. Just shame. It's fine. No shame. No shame. Or go with the Carlos Boozer uh, circa 2013-14 uh, with the with the spray-on job. We love that. Uh, John Gallagher, $11.11 for Obi. Thank you, sir. You are the man. C.T. Pittman, what are you doing, C.T.? C.T.? CT, accept this payment as an apology for doubting these Knicks. What a second half. You don't need to apologize to anyone, CT Pittman. Um, I, for anybody who, who is here who was listening to my halftime Zoom, it was a lot of doom and gloom. And I said at the end of the Zoom, I said, I can't explain why, but I feel better about this game at halftime than I did game one at halftime. I had a bad feeling at halftime of game one. I just didn't like it. I didn't like where the game was going. It was a gut feeling. You know, 28 years of watching this fucking team. And tonight, I was like, this game's not over. I didn't feel great, obviously. But I said, this game's not over. And it wasn't over. Um, Hush Sue. I have actual tears in my eyes for D-Rose. The fact that he's out, um, uh, our current best player in the series. Make no mistake about it, folks. Derrick Rose is the best player on the uh, New York Knicks for the series so far. At the moment, makes me so happy. Is Randall's lack of shooting when he gets in the middle a concern to you? I think Randall uh, got deeper in his own head than, uh, what's that uh, Pixar movie? Like, Inside Out, right? He had all the characters in his head. They were arguing with each other. The fu- There was fucking breakdowns. He was all up in his head, and it got uh, the worst it had ever gotten towards the end of the um, second quarter tonight. And then we got to the third quarter, and he hit that three, and I think hitting that three right out of the gate opened up something in him, and he's like, okay. All the work that I put in over the summer did not just magically disappear. It's still there. And it wasn't a great second half for him. It was not a great second half for him, but especially towards the end there when he started making plays for others – he started to figure it out. If there is one guy that I would bet weeks worth of pay that was going to go down to Atlanta and have a monster couple of games against the Hawks in Atlanta, it's Julius Randle. Mark my words. That fucker has figured it out. He's out of his own head. I'm confident. He's going to be fine. Absolutely going to be fine. Jack Hughes, um, it says message retracted, but thank you for your contribution. Robert McGinley, apologies to all of Nick's Nation. For my crappy takes over the first two quarters, they get no apologies here. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. What a game. The team reminded us of why we should never give up on them. What a game. Let's go Knicks. Listen, for everybody who for everybody who um, was doubting them and, and, and was entering halftime saying, woe is me and this team sucks and they're, they're, this is the, who we thought we, they were all along, 
don't blame yourself because that's the Knicks fan PTSD. And, and if anything, you should take it, you should pat yourself on the back for that because the only reason you have that Knicks fan PTSD is because you haven't given up and because you have stuck with this team through the thick and the thin and the shit and the piss and the awfulness of most of the last 20 years. That's why you have it. So anybody who was doubting them at halftime, Again, that's just the result of you being a great fan. So don't apologize. There's no need to apologies. apologize here. We're, we're, just, we're in the up and up. Mark Ham, it's 4.15 a.m. over here. How am I supposed to get some sleep after all of this? I have no idea. I don't know how I'm going to get sleep. I'm going to be on here for a while, and then I'm going to write a newsletter, and um, and then I'm going to probably uh, rewatch the game because I just don't want this night to end. Uh, great recovery in the second. Obi electrifying. Let's go, Knicks. Absolutely. Thank you for your contribution. We appreciate it here. Knicks Film School, where uh, it's all love, baby. It's all love. Uh, okay, Jack Hughes is back. I have to scroll back up because I'm technologically incompetent. Retire 67 when Taj retires. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Uh, I said it a few times. I'll say it again. Taj Gibson is my favorite member of the New York Knicks. Right now, um, that may be sacrilegious to some of you, but Taj Gibson to me embodies everything that I want to see in a basketball player that plays for my team. Um, I hope there's a role in the organization for him long term. Um, he could be our next head coach. I don't really care. Just keep him around. I just he's everything you want in a basketball player. Uh, Jason M. I got emotional at the end, almost shed a tear. Man, I love this team. Let's go, Knicks. Uh, the moment, so it's funny because my, my older daughter, as you know, goes to sleep early. And so she was sleeping. And my, my wife came down after putting her to bed with the I have I had the little one, gave the little one over, and they were they were making the run in the third quarter, and I was holding myself, I was holding, I was holding, I was holding, and then Obi made the slam, and I just let out two decades worth of like, oh my God. And I, I did a little little mini wall slam. And, uh, man, she I looked at my wife because I was expecting – usually she's not happy when I do that. But she was like, it's okay. You you were you were good. And that that was worth it. Um, Don Cappuccini, is this the end of Elf? Um, okay, I guess we can talk about Elf now. Yeah, I think this is the end. I don't know how you go back. I don't know how you go back. How the fuck do you go back? How the fuck do you go back? How do you go back? How do you go back? You can't go back. Cat's out of the bag. Or it's in the bag. Shaved cat. Shave that motherfucker right down, put it in the bag, threw the bag off the fucking cliff. And then went bottom of the cliff, found it off the bottom of the cliff. You dig up a little hole, put it in the fucking hole. Put some dirt on that fucking hole, put the cement over the hole. The cat is under the fucking ground. Keep him there. Don't want to see the cat anymore. Fuck the cat. Fuck him. Again, a little kooky in the Macri household right now. And on that, on that note, we have Tibbs. Coach is here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll unmute you. What about Carlo? Coach, that was a remarkable turnaround there in the third quarter. I mean, you guys really used your defense to generate some offense. Is that what you were looking for as you were heading in, into that quarter? And what was with the start, um, changing your starting lineup there, too? Yeah, we just felt we were flat and we needed a jolt of energy. Oh, that's what it was. Um, so we, we, we wanted to change it up. And
got going, and it started with the defense, and then we started sharing the ball, ran it out, and got, got some good looks. We were flat, uh, and we made shots. We were flat. Mark Berman. <sighs> yeah, Thomas, uh, what was the final decision for you to start Taj and uh, Derek, and what did Taj mean with the grip that he? Well, we, we started out slowly, and then uh, and then the, our bench came in and played pretty good, and then we closed the second quarter slowly. So I just wanted to change it up. I felt like we, we had to do something different, uh, and that's why you have a bench. And those guys came in, and, and they played great, and I thought they played great in the first half. So I wanted to give us a, a different look, and uh, it was a plus. It was a plus. <laughs> You might say that. Hey, Tom, some of the guys have talked about, the, you know, the adrenaline and maybe trying to do too much. Just what, what did the calm of Derek do for you guys today? Well, both he and Taj have been in a number of playoff games. So I think yes, they, have. they understand that we have some guys that haven't been in playoff games and they'll get better as we go. There's only one way to get experience and that's you, you got to get it. And so uh, each game, I think they'll get better. I think you learn from each game. You learn from each situation. Uh, but I think the fact that those guys have been in big games before, Ask him who starts uh, game three. Is, is, is a big plus for our team. Steph Bondi. Tom, uh, just on Reggie Bullock, not only hitting those shots uh, in the fourth quarter, but also his defense. But what, what did you get from him tonight? Uh, a lot. you know, and, and that's sort of like what he – you know, he's, he's an unsung hero on the team, on, on our team. Uh, his defense, you know, his shooting, I think uh, just having more shooting on the floor helps Julius. Got to make the shots, too. Got to play him honestly. Made the shots, on, And that changes things. But I think his size is is a big plus. Uh, and then, you know, with, with Young, you know, he, he's a great player. So he, 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 there's no one steady anything that's going to – stop him you just got to try to make him work for his points and you know they have a lot of shooting around him and you know that it requires great effort on on every play respect tom uh with the team coming from behind so many times this year during the regular season do you think look at bruce beck bruce beck's looking good in the shirt and tie I would prefer that that wasn't the case, but it's, it's our reality. But that's sort of the nature of the league. You know, whatever your circumstances are, you have to have a will and determination that you can overcome it. And whatever's necessary, you know, that's what you have to do. So we always say, find a way to win. You know, whatever we have to do. If it's five stops in a row, it's five stops in a row. Five scores in a row, it's five scores. You know, uh, and I thought guys made hustle plays. And, and oftentimes that's the difference of the yeah, there's a small difference between winning and losing. We saw that in game one, and tonight was the same. You know, you I see the super chat is being flooded. I'm going to get to all the super chat comments, I promise. We're getting there. Tom, what changed for Julius in the second half? Is there anything usually you told him to do differently, or did he just pick it up himself somehow? He made shots! Listen, Julius is terrific. His rebounding has been great. I thought as the game went on, he's smiling. Started to see things. A little smile. Uh, better in in as is the case. Little smile. Each game he'll get better, and he, he's seen all these defenses before. 
just be patient, keep moving, make the right plays, make the right reads, create good offense for us. He's, he's commanding a lot of attention, which is opening up uh, other things for us. Ian Bagley. Ian! Friend of the pod. Uh, I guess particularly with Julius going the way he was going early on, but just in general, how, how big was it to get the production from Obi Toppin that he got tonight? Thank you. I think Obi played very well. Uh, I thought, you know, Quick didn't shoot well, but overall, both he and, and uh, Obi and, and Quick have given us a lot for two rookies. Uh, playing in these playoff games and doing the things that they're doing. Uh, I'm very pleased with them. I think they'll continue to get better. There's a big upside for both guys. They got to continue to work and grow and learn. And, and both have been terrific all season long from, from the minute they got here. So I'm very pleased with them. I think uh, the thing you can't overlook is how well Taj played. Yeah. You know, Taj was a monster in their time. Like the Carroll. Tom, what was the mood of the team at halftime? And uh, secondly, how how, uh, how important do you think that first shot that Julius hit to start the third quarter? Good question. Get him a little bit off the schneid. Good question. Yeah, no, you know, and, and look, the, I love this team. Uh, there's a, a great will and determination to them, and obviously we're disappointed with the way we played uh, in the first half. But I knew the second half there would be great fight, and there was, and I think starting the first five minutes just coming out with energy and, and sort of get going and and sometimes it's just a couple hustle plays that can get you going and, and I think Julius hitting that shot and, you know Julius is not going to go away he'll keep coming he's got great will he's got great determination and he's a fighter thank you coach yep <clears throat> my coach recording stopped that is my coach okay um i'm so happy you got asked about taj let's get back to the super chat you guys i mean again on behalf of uh, all of us at nick's film school thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much um really truly brandon ash uh, just experienced my first Knicks playoff win. Congratulations, my man. I got to support the best Knicks uh, come on. content creator out there. Let's go, Knicks. Um, you guys are the best fans out there. It's the only reason I'm able to do what I do. New York Dad won. Shout out to New York Dads. Obi effing Kenobi. I love it. Let's get that on a T-shirt. Robert Cross, again. Thank you, Robert. Our kids are ballers. Ballers. Recording in progress. We got Reggie Bullock coming up. They have the confidence to shine in the Mecca. The future is now. Reggie Bullock's here. If you have a question, raise your hand. We got Reggie. Mike Corkinow. Hi, Reggie. How are you? Uh, <laughs> what do you think kind of spurred you guys in the second half there uh, to make that comeback against us? Um, just more intensity. Uh, you know, just trying to be into him on a defensive end. You know, trying to make him feel us. Uh, you know, just trying to get back to how we've been playing all year. Um, just with our aggressiveness and everything. So we had to just pick it up in the second half and it worked out for us. Mark Berman. Hey, Reggie, uh, you know, the first three-pointer for you of the series tonight after not hitting one and you hit a bunch, how key when you're hitting three-pointers, how tough is this team to beat? Um, it helped open up driving lanes, cloud drivers, uh, you know, anyone that was shooting the ball from the outside and knocking down shots. 
um, and give out a chance for our drivers to be able to get all the way to the hole, look for lobs, and, you know, just being able to space the floors for our other great players, that sort of team. So, you know, when I see one go down, uh, you know, it just gave me confidence to continue to just keep shooting. My teammates was finding me, and I was just confident in shooting the basketball tonight. Reggie, when you go into game three now, knowing that you held such a good offensive team by only 17 points in the fourth quarter and closed it out, how much confidence does that give you going ahead of this series? Um, I mean, you know, that's what we hang our hat on. We hang our hat on defensive end. Um, and, you know, we come out uh, expecting to, you know, shut down every play that any team run. So um, we prepare for the things. Our coaching staff, you know, prepare us very well. Um, and, you know, it's just all about us, you know, just going out and just playing it the right way um, with our defensive strategy and everything. But like I said, uh, it's just all about the players, you know, just up and out uh, tempo a little bit, you know, just being, being aggressive. Eric, Eric Rose, Reggie, everyone. Oh! Love me some Derek Rose. Derek, as the final seconds ticked off, you kind of let the ball kind of dribble on top of your, your feet, and you seemed to applaud the uh, uh, the crowd. Uh, was that what you were doing? And can you talk about that moment? Oh uh, yeah, man. Um, the last game, we felt like we wasn't um, in tune the way that we were supposed to. I know personally, I felt that way. And um, coming in, I wanted to play with intensity and just try to play as hard as I could and follow my, my teammates' footsteps. I felt like I played sluggish last game. And um, to get the win at the end, um, after, I mean, going through everything that we went through in the game, fighting and scratching and clawing and get there, um, playing against a great young team. So um, to get that far and to play the way that we played, to come back and um, get the lead and not only that, but to win, it shows a lot. It shows fight, and uh, people step up and make big plays with our shooters. Good popper. Hey Derek, just uh, what, what do you feel like after 39 minutes of a playoff game? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm good, man. Like I said, I prep myself for this, man. Um, I've been working my butt off for a couple of years now, just prepping myself, getting my body right, um, uh, take care of myself, I'm pretty good. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't want to say too much about that, but, yeah, I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. Vincent Goodwill. Hey, Derek, the, uh, the last time you had a really big playoff moment, I guess, was in Chicago when you hit the banker over Cleveland. And you think about your role since then. Do you have a greater, great appreciation for how far you've come so you can be able to take in moments like this and be able to stay in the moment? Uh, just the just in this type of atmosphere, this type of game. Yeah, um, my my appreciation is on an all time high. Not only in the playoffs, I'm just appreciative to be in the league. It's a lot of guys that, that that's my age, that's a little bit older, that still feel like they can hoop. It's a lot of guys that's younger than that's out the league, and they feel like they want another opportunity. So. My job is to play as hard as I can and do it for them guys. And I'm, I'm very, like I said, fortunate to be in this position. Not only am I in the league, but I'm on a, a great team. And um, they allow me to come here and um, play the way that I play. And that, that's all any player can ask for. You know what I mean? Like, they they, open, um, they let me come here with open arms. It wasn't no fighting for the ball or anything. Um, my job.
this and just be vocal. And um, I think I'm doing a great job with that. Bondi. Hey Derek, I think um, you wrote on your Instagram post that uh, you don't like it when, when people say you have a vintage Rose performance because you're a completely different player now. Um, yeah. Can you just talk about that a little bit, how you've, you want to be embraced as just not, you, you're no longer where you, you know, you do the same things it used to be and you want to be embraced as a different kind of player now? Uh, I wouldn't say that. It, I mean, I was just, um, I was just talking, bro. It was something that was on my mind for a couple of years, but um, it's something I felt like it was true. Where uh, I am a totally different player. Um, not only um, did I change my game, but I feel like the numbers say that. Where uh, people have to defend me different. Um, they're putting bigger guys on me. Um, they can't go on the screens anymore. Uh, just everything. I, I changed my game. And um, it was just something I just wanted to talk about. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Julius Randall now. You've been reflecting a lot this season and been experiencing a lot of success, whether it be, you know, being a finalist for six man and leading the, the mix to their first playoff win in eight years. Have, have you thought much about the journey from your first stick to the next to now walking off that court with that first playoff win? Good question. Um, with them? You know, I, um, I haven't. Uh, I try to stay in the moment, try to stay present. You know, every time they say that you think about the past or think about the future, you're going into default <laughs> mode. So um, I try to stay mindful of where I'm at. Um, I'm just happy that I'm feeling good. Uh, we got the win. And um, I played um, a lot differently than I did in the first game with making sure I, I got into the ball whenever he passed half court and um, just tried to play with urgency because I didn't see that last game. I was disappointed in myself. Brian Mahoney. <laughs> Julius, what, 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 um, what changed for you in that third quarter after, you know, after the uh, pretty poor first half shooting last Yeah, uh, just try to make adjustments, um, try to get in the paint. Uh, 
fact of having the different starting uh, unit for the second half with Derek and Taj in there? Um, I mean, you have to ask tips, uh, but you know, regardless of who was out there, I think us as a team, we came out with a different intensity level of focus uh, and was able to, uh, you know, make them uncomfortable. Mike Morganov? <clears throat> Jewish, I think Reggie said something to the effect of you guys got back to the aggressiveness you had all season today. Did you feel like from kind of the midpoint of the third quarter on, you kind of got back to the way you were in the regular season collectively, not not as much as what you were in the first game? Um, you know, just like I said, we came out in the third quarter, we couldn't lose two on our, foot, on our home court. Um, and, you know, our intensity level just went to another, uh, to another level um, defensively first. Great question. Great fucking question. Uh, it was collective. Uh, Theo, uh, uh, Taj. I mean, there's a lot of people raising, like everybody collective. Like, of course it was Taj. Uh, we know everything that we've been through this season. Like I said, we've been here before. Uh, it was up to us to change it, and we did. Cassidy Hubbard. I feel like I feel like Derek is more Derek's com- contemplative. He's a guy who's a thinker. He's clearly, you know, man, what a fascinating guy. I I've, I don't know that I, I've I've um, it has fully hit me until now. But if there is one player on this team 
who I would love to sit down and, and pick their brain on a, on a podcast one day. Yeah, we could all dream, right? Uh, I think it would be Derek Rose. Um, what a what an amazing career. Um, he's one of one uh, in terms of NBA careers. You can't, you know, Bill Walton, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but Bill Walton won the 1970, what was it, eight MVP, and then went through incredibly injury-plagued years and then ended up being, you know, a bench player for the Boston Celtics. But he was not. He was always a shell of what he was earlier in his career. Derrick Rose is reinventing himself as like again. Derrick Rose is playing like a top fifty player, top forty player even right now. I mean, just look at it this way: he was the best player on the floor for a team that just won a playoff game against a really good team. So, what do you have to be to get that designation? A top thirty player, a top forty player, whatever it is. And he's complete. It's complete reinvention by him. Um, I can't speak enough about Derrick Rose. Uh, unbelievable, just absolutely unbelievable by him. Um, so shout out to him. Um, all right, we're getting back to the super chat. I told you I'm getting all of these super chat comments. I appreciate you guys' patience, truly, truly, truly. Um, I think there might be one more presser, but we might be done also. CPM, I told you they'd pull it out. It's 3.21 a.m. Well, now it's 3.50 a.m. Hopefully you're still watching. And sleep has never been further away. God bless. David Futternick. David Futternick, I don't feel bad because it's only 7:50 in uh, Los Angeles. So I got it. Took a little while to get to your comment, but uh, you're probably your night's probably just getting started. Legit, my favorite win since I was in short pants. There's so much to be happy about. I can't think straight. Cutlets on top of cutlets on top of cutlets. I love you, J Mac. I love you, David Futternick. I'll see you in Vegas. Um, my favorite win since. Favorite win since my favorite win since. Oh boy, my favorite win since um, Game Seven, two thousand, Miami Heat, uh, Eastern Conference Semifinals. Um, I think the final score of that game was probably like seventy-eight, you know, seventy-three. Uh, my favorite win since then. My favorite win since then. Um, TPC12790, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. Um, Max Wren, Game 5, baby. Here we go. Giddy up. We got Game 5 at home. I think we're going way deeper than Game 5. Scott Garchick, we need Bullock's defense in Game 1. He was the difference tonight. Um, Bullock's defense on – so uh, one of the things I thought um, going into this is that they needed to have more lineups – where they could hide either whether it's Burks or Rose or quickly on the least threatening um, Atlanta wing, which is usually going to be Hunter or Herter. And I'm talking about the times in the game when both Bogey and Trey Young are in. So you could stick um, uh, RJ on Bogey and then Bullock on Young. And I thought that was their best chance to stop this Atlanta attack. And we saw, obviously, a lot of Bullock on Trey Young in the second half, especially. I thought that was massive. They hid um, their point guard, whoever it was, on Herter a couple times. Herter beat him a few times. They also helped off of Hunter down the stretch. Obviously, the fact that Hunter was not able to make his threes down the stretch loomed large and I think was arguably the difference in the game from the Atlanta point of view. In addition, perhaps, to Nate McMillan not bringing his guys back earlier, although – 
hey, he brought the guys back with eight and change left, and they had the game fucking tied with five whatever it was left to go. So I don't even know if that was the difference of the game. They had opportunities to win the game. They did not make the plays down the stretch, and the Knicks made the plays down the stretch. So kudos to New York, and kudos to Tibbs. He was a better coach tonight. James Norberg. Wonder what Kawhi was thinking watching this game home and hearing that MSG crowd down 0-2 to the Mavs. P.S. Keep Elf on the shelf. Um, I'm not going to talk about Kawhi tonight because the night belongs to the, the players that are here, not the players that might maybe possibly come. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to know what he was thinking. Um, okay. Continuing along in the Super Chat. Um, I got to scroll all the way up. Um, my goodness, you guys are absolutely massive tonight. Um, okay. We're now going to Andrew's text. Um, because it is, we have, we have just two, you have flooded the super chat. Okay. Blood of DePanta. I kept trying to tell everyone this kid is built different and he is coming. Obi Avengers free Obi. I love it. We're going to get a lot more Obi in this series. And boy, if you thought Obi was a bust, uh, I feel bad for you. Vivek, my man, Vivek, what are you doing, buddy? I missed the halftime zoom, but hopefully we'll get you enough money to fly down to Atlanta or MSG South, wear a bird suit to the game and at least win one game there. Glad Tibbs made the key adjustments. Key for the Knicks, no Magic City. <laughs> KFS the family. Again, when you talk about Knicks film school, you talk about Jeffrey Ballone first and foremost. Um, and then right after him, Vivek. Um, he, You've been with us from the beginning, Vivek. Uh, thank you, my man. Uh, I am not going to be going down to Atlanta for, for game three. I have some, obviously, familiar responsibilities. But also, I like being here for you guys. This is where I'd rather be. Trust me, I had a bunch of people ask me to go to uh, to games one and two, and I said no thanks um, because it just feels right. Maybe you know we'll see what happens next year when we're back in the playoffs, obviously. But for for this year, feels right to be right here with you guys. James Lee, I'm from Australia, and I take night shifts to watch the game. Thank you for doing that, James. Obi's dunk is always a momentum changer. Next season's most improved player candidate. Let's go New York. Um, that will depend on how much Tibbs feels confident playing Obi at the five or Randall at the five. Um, I think he needs a good deal more minutes um, to get that. He would have to be pretty outstanding, but it's not crazy. I'd, I'd put a few bucks down. Andrew Claudio, I hope you're listening. Scott Garfing, my God, I hope that's a currency that is very different than the U.S. You're the man, Macri. 2.30 a.m. here in Senegal. Shout out to Senegal. Biggest takeaway? Julius got his groove back in the second half. Huge. On the way to Atlanta, or on to Atlanta, baby. Um, I said in a, a text uh, uh, group that I was in earlier tonight that I thought there would be more Knicks fans than Hawks fans in Atlanta. And I received from, some pushback from one uh, Yashwat Manjanath. Um, I think there's going to be more Knicks fans um, than Hawks fans in Atlanta. Because, I mean, shit, it's cheaper to go to those games than it is to go to MSG with the, you know, plane fare and ticket prices and whatnot. Kevin Danishevsky, I owe Reggie Bullock and Derek Rose an apology. Again, no apologies here, folks. I wanted to bench Bullock and play Knox when he was struggling. Oh, my God, Kevin Knox. A lot of things I would want to see in this game. Kevin Knox ain't one of them. Uh, uh, I was mad when they traded for Rose because I thought they wouldn't play Emmanuel quickly. Happy I was wrong. 
Um, this team, you know, depending on what happens in the rest of the series, I think we're going to need to go and look back at the Rose trade as among well, let's say this. Is it is it the greatest in-season trade in Knicks history? You say that again. Because the Spreewell trade was not in-season. The Spreewell trade was before the season. Was the Derrick Rose acquisition the greatest in-season trade, most important in-season trade in Knicks history? Was the, the Busher, I don't think, was in-season. If it was, I apologize. Andrew Claudio, um, I can't see the super chat and your text, so um, shoot me a text and, and, and let me know that. But if not, if the, the Busher trade wasn't in season, then I would say pretty clearly the Derrick Rose trade has been the biggest in season trade in Knicks history. And I have to think it's been, it, it's definitely the biggest in season trade, um, you know, this year aside from Harden. And uh, I have to think it's one of the 10 or so biggest in season trades of the last 10 years in the NBA. Uh, it's that big. He's been that important. Kyle Smith. Randall turned it on in the second half. Hopes he take, hope he takes that into Atlanta. If he does, the Knicks will win this series. So I think now, I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on them after this win. Um, I kind of think the series will come down to game three. Um, could the Knicks lose game three, win game four, come back, win game five, lose game six, or win game six, win game seven? Sure. But if they lose game three – you're asking the Knicks to win um, three out of four against this team. I know the Hawks got smacked in the mouth in the second half. I know the Knicks figured out some things. I know Julius Randle is back on track. I know they started hitting some threes. I know all of that shit. This is still a really good – oh, okay, thank you, Andrew Claudio. DeBusher was indeed in season. So second best in-season trade in Knicks history. Um, uh yeah, I don't want to be in a position where we have to win three out of four against these Hawks. I think I'll, – I'll say it freely. I think game three is massive. I think they kind of have to win game three. Um, not, not, not that if they lose game three, the series is over, but win game three. Take this momentum, go down, win game three. If you lose game four, it's not the end of the world because you could still win two out of three. That's how I feel. Dominic Ambrose – the number six jersey for damn sure shouldn't be retired, but it should never be worn by a Knicks player again. <laughs> I'm down for that. Um, Zolo J, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. I believe we can keep on grinding against the Hawks. These guys don't give up. Do you see RJ going off in one of these games in Atlanta? I was waiting for someone to bring up RJ. P.S. Can we stop talking about Elf? I would love to stop talking about Elf. So RJ Barrett tonight um, was 5 of 14. He had 13 points, um, and he was 2 of 5 from deep. So that means he was 3 of 9 from inside the arc. Uh, put up some bad shots there. Did have 8 rebounds, only 2 assists, no turnovers. Um, I think... I think I am hopeful for one... Big RJ second half in Atlanta. That's as far as I'll go. Um, I think the Hawks are playing him really smart. Um, they know he's been struggling inside the arc. I mean, this is not news to anybody who's been watching me or listening to me for the last month and change. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll figure out his way out of it. 
Um, but he's a 20 year old rookie who doesn't really, you know, have the, the moves down low yet. Those are it. Those he will work on those. He will work on those in off seasons to come. Doesn't have them yet. Um, so it's a little bit of a struggle right now inside the arc for RJ. I have all the faith in the world in him. Uh, he's going to be fine. Am I counting on like some massive breakout RJ game in Atlanta? No, I think we will get a huge half from him at the very least. And then coming home for game five and then we'll see game six, game seven. Um, I think RJ is only going to get better as the season goes on. That's what I would say. Okay. Anthony six though, this win was big 15 personified. Absolutely. Because everybody, even quickly who didn't shoot it. Well, you heard Tibbs uh, sing quickly's praises on the post game. Randall Bullock, Noel. We haven't mentioned Noel's name once. Noel had some massive defensive plays. I thought his defense in the second half was absolutely instrumental. Shows that you don't need blocks or steals to be an impact player on defense. Uh, Barrett had some moments. Uh, Rose, Gibson, Burks, the list, list goes on. Obviously, OB. Big 15, 100%. Um, John Henson, what the fuck are you doing? First of all, John Henson, I apologize that it has taken me this long to see this. Second of all, John Henson, I appreciate your um, contribution, not as much as I appreciate your friendship um, and um, uh, words of wisdom over the years. Uh, thank you, my man. I know you're loving this from from out in Cali. And uh, yeah, man, I got to get out to, to Los Angeles to come visit you all. You, Futternick, the whole the whole L.A. Knicks uh, crew. Uh, I, I will I will be there soon. I promise. All right. Jessica Clarice Elsner. 24 for number four. Thank you for your contribution and what an appropriate contribution it was. Derrick Rose was such a leader this season. He kept his game breathing. I think Taj kept the game breathing more in the first half, but Derrick Rose was a close second, very close second. Um, no sweeping these Knicks this series. Let's go Knicks. Forget, I, I, again, this is going seven, guys. Come on. I told you before the season, the series started. I'll tell you again now. It's going seven games. Put it, put it down. That means you're going to have some more heartbreakers. You're going to have some more excitement. It's going seven games. It's going seven. Um, Greg Film Stuff, always contributing here. Thank you so much. The way New York defended Lou in that third, beautiful observation. The way New York defended Lou in that third is how they need to defend Trey Young Here's the difference. When Trey Young is in the game, usually Bogdan Bogdanovich is also in the game, and usually King Capella is in the game. I know there was some Capella uh, uh, Lou Will overlap, but um, and here's the other thing: Lou Will can make some shots. He's not the ball handler that that Trey Young is. Trey Young is a maestro with the ball. We have not seen the last or heard the last of Trey Young in this series. He will be a force to be reckoned with in Atlanta. I have no doubt. That said, I want to see them bring the aggression and the smart help and the uh, up the help up high with the centers, Taj Gibson, Erlens Noel, helping above the three-point line and then fighting like mad to get back on those shooters. Um, what I love, though, is that when the center helped, whether it was Gibson or Noel, they were really wonderful getting back to Capella before Capella could do too much damage. I thought that was the key, the key defensively in the second half. Um, more great film stuff here. I hope Randall studies that third quarter and attacks the rim consistently to generate the offense as opposed to holding the ball, which is where he struggled. Um, one in Atlanta. I'll take one in Atlanta. Game three. Um, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But here's the thing. If you notice, on a lot of those drives, um, Gallinari was playing up on him because he had to worry about the three a little bit more, right? It all comes from the three. The shooting opens up everything else in Julius Randle's game. Um, he needs to just hit those shots. And that's why I think that if we if the Knicks win this series, and if, you, if we're going to go back and look at one moment, one moment where the series turned around, I think we're going to look back at that Randle three-pointer at the beginning of the third quarter. I think it might be, seem crazy, but that's how I feel. Andre Talmadge, put a couple of bucks on Randall getting a double-double in the win. I'm so ecstatic. Congratulations, Andre. Um, Andrew Rosenbaum, we were dead just like the Memphis game. Hopefully this will be the same springboard. Go Knicks. The difference between the Memphis game is I thought in the Memphis game. Oh, we got Taj. Recording in progress. Um, Taj, you are the veteran leader on this team. Um, we've, we've talked over the last year and change about what your leadership means in this locker room. Can you just talk about um, maybe what you might have said at halftime to keep these guys in it? And also, um, how gassed were you uh, after that stint in the first half? Because you looked like you were a little winded. Well, um, first question, uh, one thing about uh, when you play for a team is that you're going to work, you know what I'm saying? You're going to put in a lot of work. You're going you're gonna to come together. You're going to work every day hard as you can. But along those trials and tribulations, you become a family. You come real tight-knit. Uh, believe in each other the way tips coaches he kind of brings the whole group together believing that it's only us so that's kind of mindset we kind of take in and i just i just i just be myself just be the charge the normal charge i've been in and it's been working out for us and, but it's fun we got all the young guys we got mixture of vets but everybody kind of like just pieces with each other everybody just works together it's just a great atmosphere um and it shows when we play and the second question, what was the second question? Um, just how, how gassed were you in the... Uh, it's the playoffs. You're going to be gassed. So that's the one thing about it. I, I prayed before the game. is just asking to just go out there to just play as hard as I can not, and just leave everything out there on the court. Sometimes it may go in the first half. You just got to be ready around tips. But whatever it takes, every game is a real dog fight. But uh, at the end of the night, we got to win and uh, recover. Mark Furman. 
uh, to start the second half, I mean, what what did you want to accomplish, and how great does this feel to look like you guys were in a lot of trouble? Uh, well, it's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. Well, they're gonna make runs. It's a dog. It's a dog fight. Uh, it's about about who, who can swing, who can swing the longest for all the rounds. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna make runs. We're gonna make runs. Got to keep fighting. Uh, we just stay poised. Been in the same position all year long. Nobody believed in us. We just stay stay with it, with the course. Uh, like I said, we just believe in ourselves. We just got to keep moving forward. Uh, every game is a curveball. Every game is going to be uh, a new a new a new set or a new uh, position. You got to just take over, understand how to play it. But luckily for us, we got fifteen guys who are locked in and ready to come in and, and provide help whenever whenever we we, we need it. And uh, you can tell by the way, Obi and Alec. Uh, those guys just was ready for the moment. Even Noel, uh, we we got a strong fifteen. Working uh, on. What did you guys try to do differently with Trey and defending him, and how successful do you think uh, you were? Obviously, you got the win. Well, Trey's going to make him some tough shots, man. He's a, he's an all world talent. He's a young fellow with a whole bunch of talent. He's he's phenomenal. He's just trying to just contain him. But in the playoffs, every bucket is, is tough. He's making some tough shots. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're just trying to match it. But at times, we get some stops. But it's all about us. We just got to focus on us, on the opposite end. But um, got to watch some more film and see where we can correct our errors. But that's the bright spot about it after a tough game, especially when you win. The good sign is we can watch some film and, and correct our flaws. But knowing that the next game, Game three is going to be even harder than game two. That's the that's the that's the thing about playoffs. Every team is always going to the next team is going to come out fighting even harder. You got to just match it up and be ready to fight. Step Bondi. Hey, Taj, two two questions. Um, you know, Tibbs changed up his third quarter rotation there by putting you and Derek in the game to start the second half. You know, what were you guys able to do to kind of? throw Atlanta off a little bit and, and cut into that deficit. And then the second question, you know, you've been around Derek more than anybody. What, what do you make of this version of him? Um, you know, he, he even says that I'm not the same player I was, you know, when I was the MVP. What, what do you make of this version of him? Yeah, you let him gas you up if you want. He's been playing well, but at the same time, uh, he's been really taking real good care of his body. Um, one thing about Derek I noticed is that when he's in a familiar situation, in a, a familiar a situation that he's comfortable in and he understands his family, understand that it's a good environment, winning environment, he's going to flourish, whatever the situation. And right now he's just around fam, uh, familiar faces he's been in battle with for a long time. So uh, it's, it's, it's no coincidence how he's been playing. Uh, he's just, his leadership role is just on a whole other level right now as far as just talking to the young guys. But in that third quarter, I was trying awesome. to know what to expect. But uh, Tibbs switched the lineup up, just trying to just give some more energy. And uh, and it worked. And then right when Noel came in and the guys who switched out came in, it just kept the flow going. You know what I'm saying? We have real family. If there's any... We really believe in the 15 guys. And whatever, we, nobody never pouts. Everybody understands that whatever it takes to win the game, uh, we'll celebrate. We're celebrate. We always celebrate together. We're a real team and a real family. Any Yankee fans, by the way? It's a good one. 
Hey, Sasha, I guess on that same note, the, the last time Derek had a really genuine playoff moment was that game against Cleveland when he hit the game winner and, and you all guys were in Chicago and you were able to be there and take in that moment. What does it mean for you, you know, like how proud are you, how proud are you to see everything that he's gone through before then and since then and to be at this spot right now just because you've seen the trials and you've seen the spots where maybe it didn't look like he was going to be at this level at this point in his career. To be honest, with you, I always felt like he was going to be, be a consistently good basketball player. It's not even about the pop or the burst. Uh, the fundamentals are there. Left hand, right hand, you name it, he can do it. It's not even about the athleticism. Now he's like a real, he's all around. But it's not even the fact, I've been around Derek my whole career, so it's not really about, I'm proud of him, like how he came out of it, because I already knew he was going to come out of that. That's just the kind of person and how he's built. He's from Chicago. But <laughs> just, just, the, just the, uh, the growth of it, like how he's really locked in and he's, he's really out there going full steam. It's not, it's not any kind of like, you'll take me out or anything. He's really going full steam. He's really into it. And it's just a testament to his heart, a testament to growing up tough in Chicago. <laughs> what more can I say? Nothing. Cassidy Hubbard? Tosh, speaking of those Chicago days, you know, Tibbs earlier talked about how he's kind of relying on you and Derek um, because you have that playoff experience um, compared to some of the younger guys who, you know, just need to get it. Um, you know, how much are the three of you? I, I don't even know if it's something about you guys are talking about or is this, this is an understood um, thing between you guys about leading this team um, and helping them get playoff experience, good playoff experience. Well, we don't really have to say much. We just look at each other. We've been in so many different battles. We just look at each other and just, you know, just keep it flowing. You know what I'm saying? Don't get too high. Don't get too low. But Soulmates. The fun part about it is the young guys, man. It's so, it's so fun. Look at his smile. Even when they mess it up or even when they look at his smile. There's so much energy because he's so happy. Uh, you know, the, what, the way we are, the way that we have our young guys, they're just so in tune with the game. You know, they appreciate just being out there, but they watch so much film and they are just ready to go. And uh, I think this is a great atmosphere for them. I think the playoffs is just going to make them even better. And uh, our young guys, the sky's the limit, and I'm excited for them. Last question, Rebecca Harlow. And Taz, just to kind of follow up on Cassidy's point there, I know that there were times in your career with Tibbs that you guys have talked about coming back to New York and doing this thing with the Knicks. To be in that moment now, a Brooklyn kid winning your first playoff game on Madison Square Garden floor with the coach who you love the most and a guy like Derek who's been with forever, I mean, can you kind of put into words what that sort of means to you? To be honest with you, I really can't. It, it's so surreal. Uh, like what I said, when I talk to the young guys who wake up and uh, they may not know where their, where their, their path is going to lead them or where the game is going to take them, just trust your heart. Don't worry about what nobody's going to say. Because I sat years ago as a rookie in my 
second year, maybe my second year, I sat every day with Tibbs after practice and we talked about the Knicks, we talked about the battles, we talked about how great it would be to play them one day. And then for it to come true, and then I'm playing with Derek, who I've been playing with my whole career, and, the, and we have the same familiar faces, but now we're in New York City. God doesn't make any mistakes, man. You just got to follow your path. You just got to believe in yourself, stay the course. The course is always going to be rocky, but you just got to stay the course and believe in yourself and and truly believe, man, because it's some, some magical stuff right now. I don't know how to explain it. It's just every day I come in, it's just, I don't take anything for granted. But every day I come in, it's just surreal. And you got to pinch yourself because playing in the garden. It's one of the toughest places to play, but it's one of the beautifulest places to play when you're on the right, on, when, you, when you're right. And um, we're trying to do some special things here. And uh, right now, I'm on the groundwork for it. It's, a, it's an awesome feeling. Thank you, Tosh. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Oh, God. At some point, someone is going to pinch me and wake me up. I just hope it doesn't come anytime soon. <sighs> okay, let's get back to the super chat. Um, all right. <clears throat> Imad Khalil. Thank you for your patience, Imad. From my son, Alex. Hello to your son, Alex. What's going on, Alex? As a small guard, I know the only way to stop Trey is to get physical with him. I don't care if else gets thrown out of the game, but we have, uh, we have to show young that we mean business. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, yes. Uh, I think they started to do that. I think they could do that a little bit more as the series goes on. Um, physicality is going to win the series. Uh, grit tonight. We showed grit, uh, some physicality, need a little bit more, need a little bit more physicality. I think we'll get there. Um, but smart physicality, smart physicality. That's the key. Um, Jeff Esprea. Let's go. Truly unbelievable win. Shout out to Tibbs, Rose, and Ties for bringing that playoff intensity to this franchise. Shout out to all Knicks fans out there. We needing this win so badly. Shout out to KFS. We here, baby. Yes, we are here. Uh, we here. We ain't going anywhere either. Alex Cohen. Thank you. Can KFS start a campaign for the Knicks to play the New York City version of Country Roads Take Me Home after every home win like the old days? Um, I do happen to know some people who play some music at Madison Square Garden. Funny you say that. Uh, back in my DJing days, very, very long time ago, um, the the I don't know if it's the New York City version of Country Roads, but like the the dance like techno version of Country Roads. Man, one of my top five favorite songs to play of all time. Love that song. Uh, let me see what we can do. I don't know. We'll, we'll work on that one. Um, Antonio Holzmeister, Oswaldo Cruz. That's a fantastic name. Um, go New York, go New York, go from Rio, Brazil. Shout out to Rio. I go to Rio, de Janeiro. Um, if there's uh, if there's any Peter Allen fans out there, um, shout out to you. Um, come on, game three. How am I supposed to wait till then? Let's beat them. 
Yes, I, I, it is, it is going to be a long tw- 48 hours, but at least we're coming off a win. Um, Casey Gray, I'm 19, and that was my favorite half of Knicks basketball in my lifetime. I think that's fair. Uh, also, I put on my Emmanuel Quickly jersey at halftime before they went off, and now I need to wear it for the rest of the playoff run. So, Casey, I'm going to tell you something in all sincerity. If you take off that jersey, or you so much as go near a bar of soap between now and Friday and the Knicks lose, that's on you, Casey. I need you to sleep in that jersey. I need you to not do anything else. Um, just your your friends at school won't mind. You're 19. I'm assuming you're in college. You know, just you know, say you were drunk. Um, oh, wait, no. You're not allowed to drink until you're 21 years old. So don't say that. Uh, and don't drink. Drinking is bad. Um, but just don't shower. Just keep on the jersey. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Malone! Holy shit! Where did this come from? <laughs> I'm going through the old Super Chats. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm catching up. First win in KFS history. You got that right. First playoff win in KFS history. Um, Sean Ahern, best in-person sports experience I've ever had. Awesome that you um, get to see it. Um, what a second half by our big 15,000. I love it. New T-shirt coming. How you doing? Cheers to us and to you, Macri. Cheers to you, Sean Ahern. Um, Chiu, Ethan, thank you so much. Let's go Knicks. J-Mac, what are your thoughts on the guard rotation for the rest of the series? My thoughts on the guard rotation are very simple. Um, they should be what we saw in the second half tonight. Um, and then, you know, Tibbs has done a great job throughout the entire season of playing the hot hand down the stretch. I think you'd still do that. Um, you know, if he, if he's most comfortable playing starting Rose, then start Rose. The, the thing I'm a little skeptical about about starting Rose, although, the, again, cat's out of the bag, um, can't go back in, is how, you know, so, okay, you start Rose, but you don't want to play Rose probably more than 36-ish minutes. So that's 10 to 12 minutes you need to make up for. So that means – you need to get six minutes per half where your offense is being run through quickly and through Alec Burks. That's a lot to ask out of quickly and Alec Burks. Maybe you get it down to eight to 10 um, minutes per half. Um, but this is why all along I've been saying, if you make a change to the starting lineup, go with Burks in the starting lineup, because I think then you keep Rose where he is and Burks if he is is playing a lot of minutes, at least some of those minutes can be off ball minutes. And I, I that's all along. I've if you've been following me. I've been saying put put Burks in there. Um, you know, that said, it worked tonight. Um, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then you know, trust that Burks and quickly can 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 cover your ass for six minutes a half. And then uh, you know, with with Frank as the breaking case of emergency uh, guy. Um, first Australian, the Hawks went to shake hands post game and it panned to Julius and Julius said, now nah, fuck that and walked off to the tunnel. I love you, my man. Uh, I saw, uh, Trey young said, uh, some of the effect will see you down in the a for game three. Uh, Trey young could go, uh, fuck himself. Um, okay. Don Cappuccini. I'm hoping Reggie stays hot because he may be the best candidate to shadow Trey. I mean, look, at this point, if, if what did Reggie Bullock hit tonight? Reggie Bullock uh, tonight hit four of seven from deep. If he, if Reggie Bullock gives you, just hit, you know, 
more than a third of your threes. So if you take nine, hit four. If you take 12, hit five. If he gives you that and he gives you that type of defense, keep him on the floor for 35, 40 minutes because he's absolutely um, essential. Um, even if he only hits a third of his threes, I'll take that. Um, Renzo Sosa, Trey is the ghost of Reggie Miller. I said the same fucking thing in my halftime soon. I hate uh, LOL, but Rose, the Ghostbuster, got him. Let's fucking go. Yeah, no, Trey's got a lot of Reggie in him. A lot of Reggie in him. Um, and Reggie Miller is the Antichrist. So there you go. Um, Anthony Sixto. The story will be Randall's struggle, but as usual, when struggling, finds a way to make a difference doing the dirty work. Key shots, stops, and boards. How many rebounds did Julius Randall have tonight? Because it felt like a lot. He had 12. Okay, but 11 on the defensive glass. I thought his defensive rebounding was big tonight. R.J. Barrett, I mentioned his eight defensive rebounds. I thought those were massive as well. Um, in general, it feels like they out-rebound. Oh, wow. I, I have talked for... Uh, one hour and 13 minutes, and this is the first time that I am mentioning the fact that the Knicks out-rebounded the Hawks 54-41. to If you are looking for a subtle reason why the Knicks are going to Atlanta 1-1, there it is. Um, I mean, I talked a lot about the grit, but that is uh, – if you want to look at uh, where grit can be found in the uh, statistics, look no further than your rebounds column. Uh, Pat Riley, no rebounds, no rings. There you go. Um, MJR3402, the sun is coming up. Yes, it is. It is 354 where you are, MJR3402. Best feeling ever. I am probably not going to go to sleep tonight until um, the sun is up. Uh, maybe not here because, well, actually, no, we've been getting early sunrises here because it's almost the summertime. I don't know, but I feel bad for anybody that has to interact with me tomorrow because I'm going to be a fucking disaster. Um, C.T. Pittman again, and of course, Obi is out putting up shots after the game. Of course he is. He's Obi Toppin. Obi. These Knicks are different. You're damn right they are. John Reynolds, I, for one, will be in Atlanta for game four. Thank you for your service, John Reynolds. Make sure you visit uh, Magic City Wings. Um, you know... I was thinking it would be a not a good uh, family expenditure of, of money to go down to Atlanta just for a Nick game. But if I could get some Magic City wings. So does anybody here know? Um, hi, Fuddy. Fuddy, does anybody here know if if the is it an actual strip club or is it just are there? Is it like a soft strip club? Is, is it like a hard R rating or is it like a full-on NC double and NC 17? Because um, order lemon pepper wet. Thank you for the advice, Zeke Smith. Because I just want to know, is this a place that I could bring? I probably can't bring the four-and-a-half-year-old to Magic City, although she loves magic. Probably not that type of magic, though. Um, it's an actual strip club, but they have good food. Okay. Uh, it's a full thing. Okay. So we're not going to bring Scarlet Ray to, uh, Magic City. All right. I'm sorry I brought this up. Hey, listen, you got to ask the question. If you don't, oh, full nude. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Okay. We're going to move on. Now. Um, 
Ethan Jaffe. Um, not to be a bummer, but oh, dad passed away before the season started. I'm so sorry, Ethan. Um, I'm sorry. Um, thank you for being an outlet I could listen to and feel involved in New York sports, um, living on the West Coast with no Knicks family or friends in my life. Well, you do have Knicks family and friends in your life because we're your Knicks family and we're your Knicks friends. Um, so I'm sorry to hear about your dad. Um, whenever this team has a big win, I always think about my, uh, both my dad and my stepdad. My, my stepdad has been, been gone for, um, a while, you know, long time now, almost 20 years. Um, but he's part of the reason I'm a Nick fan. And, uh, this is a day to remember all of the, the people in our lives that, uh, you know, made us Nick fans and, uh, watch Nick's with us. And, um, so shout out to you, Ethan, and, and to your dad. Uh, Michael Queller, we boy, this the, the conversation is really going all over the place tonight as we finish up. I am making a baby tonight. Congratulations to you, Michael. Um, there you go. Al Diddy, um, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. Al Diddy, thank you again for your contribution to the Super Chat. My God, Al Diddy all over the place. Max Goddard. Yo, Macri, come on down to Atlanta for game four. I'll give you my son's bed. And don't tell anyone, but Blue Flame knocks off Magic City's doors. You can be the witness. So now we have now have a second contender for a place that I could go to for wings that are very good. I love wings. I really love wings. But now I need a babysitter because apparently – Magic City is not a place that I could bring a child to. So, Max Goddard, if you're still in here, will you watch our children while we go get wings at the assorted uh, establishments that the great city of Atlanta has to offer? This is my simple request. Um, there's Michael. He's Apparently, he's not making a baby yet. Michael, get to it, man. She's not going to wait all night. Um, Johnny Chiba. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Um, I appreciate our email exchange, by the way. Hey, now, start Burks. Alfred to the moon. Elf fraud to the moon. Excuse me. Nick's on crack. Um, Sam L. If we get a quickly game down the stretch, it will be hard for us to lose this series. I think still think we're going to get a win because of a quickly game. We will build his legend into one of our best neophytes ever. Great comment. ML Nair. Rose and Taj showed this team how you have to play to win in the playoffs. Um, Andrew, that is quite a suggestion. Um, I, I don't know. Will they accommodate? Will they accommodate? We'll see. Sam Stavis, thank you for all you do. New York fucking Knicks, giddy up. Thank you, Sam. Uh, David uh, Germoso, Collins had zero zilch donut. Shout out to Taj. Matt R., Matt R, I'm just seeing this now. Matt R, thank you so much for your contribution. My goodness gracious. Um, thank you. Um, trust your heart and Obi. I do trust my heart. I do trust Obi. And I thank you for helping make this uh, an even more special uh, uh, post game than it was. We're going on 80 minutes now. And Andrew is insisting I have to read this out loud which is his, his suggestion that we do a post-game live stream from Magic City. All right, here's what I'm going to say. If anybody in here knows anybody involved with uh, Magic City Wings, 
is it Magic City Wings or just Magic City? It's probably just Magic City. Um, and you would like to try to set up the possibility of us. How about this? If the Knicks make it to game six, which I believe they will, and and um, uh, Magic City is willing to host Nick Film School, Nick's Film School, um, live post stream from from their establishment. Um, I, I'd be down for that, um, but I we need Magic City on board, um, as 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 usual with all things in life. Okay, we're we're, we're coming up on the end here. Uh, Robert McGinley, can I just say something? I feel bad for fans of other teams. I feel bad for them too. They'll never understand how great it is to be a Knicks fan. No, they will not, because there's nothing like being a Knicks fan. Andrew, I know you're not kidding. Um, Max, set it up, baby. Set it up. Come on. Let's get this going. But I, I need – can we get complimentary wings? Is that possible? Um, Jeremy Chase, the Knicks won because Elf <laughs> – Of course you would invoke the name of this fucking guy. The Knicks won because Elford gave them five amazing minutes. Appreciate greatness, Knicks fans. Tommy D. Oh, man. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, Greg Film Stuff, we're almost caught up somehow. Um, even though I shouldn't be thinking ahead, it's really hard not to be excited about the immediate future, whether it's four picks in the draft, free agency, or our player development. Bart Scott, can't wait. No, I mean, tonight's one of those nights where you live in the moment and you appreciate the moment and you appreciate the win and you love it. But as I said before, this was an organizational gut check. Um, this was an organizational gut check in every way. And it firmly establishes, I believe, you know, maybe I'll sound silly if they if the Hawks run off three straight wins or something. It establishes that this is a, an organization that just there's something real here. There's something special here. Like you like you can't listen to Taj Gibson's words. I'm sorry. You can't. I'm, I, I know I'm the ultimate like glass half full, blue and orange, cool, you know, uh, Kool-Aid, um, you know, colored glasses, all the all the shit. But I can't listen to what Taj was saying and not think that this is the, the like this is real. This is real. Like this is absolutely real. And the fact that they're bringing, they're bringing people into the organization like Obi Toppin, like Emmanuel Quickly, um, to say nothing of Rose and, and Ty, you know, like Julius Randle, keeping Julius Randle here, um, R.J. Barrett, Christ, R.J., um, who really can embody and embrace what what is going on here. I know Taj is from New York, so it's a little unique for him, but. This is real, man. I, you know, you know it when you see it. You know it when you see it, and we're we're seeing it. We're seeing it. Um, Jacob Dabby, first time, long time, Macri. Love the work you guys do on this team. We love we love you. Uh, thank you, Jacob. When was the last time you heard Mike and Clyde sound the way they did during Ali, Obi uh, Burke's alley oop? Um, my. That fantastic call, although I, I think, I, I, again, I slammed the wall during that moment, so I don't even remember what the hell it was said. My favorite moment uh, tonight was when Mike Breen, as they were about to get the win, said, uh, you know, New York, you know, I forget what his exact words were, but being cheered on by not 15,000 faithful, not 15,000 fans, it was 15,000 of their closest friends because – God damn it. 
if this doesn't feel like a family affair all the way through the fan base. Um, maybe that's night again. I'm, I'm, I'm not above being naive, um, but there's a real connection here between this team and this fan base and the city. And uh, you felt it tonight. You felt it tonight. So that was a beautiful thing. Um, and uh, on that note, I think, I think we got one more and then that's it. Daniel Lewis, of course, we're going to end, I think, with a super chat from a Staten Islander. As a Staten Islander living outside of New York City with two daughters under four. Shout out to you, my man. I don't know how you do it. Mine's the older one's four and a half. And if she was under four, I didn't, I don't know if I'd be able to, to, to make it through some of these days. I needed her being a little older. KFS has been essential getting through the work days at home. That means a lot more. That means more than you know. Um, I don't want the season to end, and I can't thank you for your team. Uh, and your team enough. Uh, go New York, go. <laughs> Man, um, again, uh, it's obviously a very emotional night. Uh, I mean, Christ, I got to ask Taj Gibson a question tonight. <laughs> I got to ask my favorite Nick a question after their first playoff win in eight years. Um, but, uh, you know, thank you, everybody. Uh, I, I've been I've been talking for an, an hour and twenty five minutes, and there are still six hundred forty three people here. It's a testament to to, to all of you. And um, uh, shout out Andrew, uh, Jeremy, Chris, you know Rich McLeod, new addition to the Knicks Film School family. Uh, everybody, you know uh, uh, all of the old school Knicks Film School uh, peeps. You know uh, Sue and 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 Tiff um, and Steph. Vivek obviously has, has already uh, been in here. Um, Alex, uh, overseas in Ireland. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Er, um, Ernie Prada, who, who makes the merch. He designs our merch. Um, just unbelievable. He was at the game tonight. Shout out to Ernie. Apparently he saw some Knicks film school merch in, in the garden. And, um, you know, so shout out to him. Um, anybody who's ever appeared on a pod or helped us out with anything. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's, it's the best fan base in all the sports. Um, it, it just makes being a fan so much more special to be a part of it with everybody and uh, to share this and to, to, to know to know that you're not crazy or maybe you are crazy but there's a lot of other fucking crazy people out there with you it's not just you you know um, so uh, we, we, we go on to, to see another day um, tied up down to Atlanta. Uh, it is almost midnight. I'm going to go attempt to write a coherent newsletter. How that's going to go, I have no idea, but we'll give it our best shot. Um, we got one more Super Chat comment here. Um, random input from Chad Cohen. My favorite commentary moment tonight was when Clyde said, unfortunately, what's-his-name isn't eligible to play, <laughs> referring to Cam Reddish. <laughs> that was a good moment. Um, it was That was a great moment. So, um, no, we're not a laughing stock anymore, Rick. Um, we're not a laughing stock anymore. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard. I don't shine shoes no more. Don't shine shoes no more. Probably take a bullet to the back of the head at some point in these playoffs, but for right now, uh, Knicks Film School and the New York Knicks at the upper hand. Um, so thank you, everybody. Um, 
Uh, don't forget to, uh, if you want to hit the like button, uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button. If you want to subscribe, we hit over 6,000 subscribers today. Uh, so incredibly appreciative of that. Thank you to Andrew Claudio for building up this uh, YouTube channel from nothing. Um, and uh, he was in the chat anymore. He's probably gone uh, by now writing his, his Mets fix. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Um, the whole thing. Uh, last thing, I, 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 I would be remiss I would be remiss if I did not say on this, again, first Knicks win in eight years. Um, uh, Knicks Film School is uh, Jeffrey Ballone. It will always be Jeffrey Ballone. Um, it started from a Twitter account. Um, and, and Jeffrey Ballone uh, graciously and without ever asking for a, a blessed thing, uh, handed over Knicks Film School to me. He entrusted me uh, with the name. Um, it's always going to be him in my mind, though. So again, last thing, last comment um, from me on the night that the Knicks uh, do this, as much as I say thank you to everybody out there, and as much as I say thank you to the Knicks, and as much as I say thank you to everybody from Super Chat and the entire Knicks Film School uh, team and family, uh, JB, you are the fucking man, and uh, I love you, you're a great friend, and uh, thank you for building this, uh, because we here, baby, we here. And uh, I'll see everybody after the game on Friday night.